Hello and welcome to episode 579 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you this evening. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. We are recording on Sunday, July 2nd, 2023, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. And this being the month of the most precious blood, July dedicated to commemorating the most precious blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, I wanted to go through the invocations to the precious blood from the writings of St. Catherine of Siena. This is from the book Devotion to the Precious Blood by Father M.F. Walls. It was, or it received a uh, imprimatur in 1925. Precious blood, ocean of divine mercy flow upon us. Precious blood, most pure offering, procure, excuse me, procure us every grace. Precious blood, delight of holy souls, draw us to thee. Precious blood, inexhaustible treasure, enrich us. Precious blood, furnace of love, warm our cold hearts. Precious blood, sweet charm of holy souls, attract us. Precious blood, fount of chastity, purify us. Precious blood, hope and refuge of sinners, answer for us. Precious blood, balm of wounded hearts, console us. Precious blood, efficacious remedy for every suffering, heal us. Precious blood, refuge of the tempted, come to our aid. Precious blood, hope of the agonizing, help us. Precious blood, seed of Christians, increase our zeal. Precious blood, admiration of the angels, exalt us. Precious blood, love of the seraphim, inflame us. Precious blood, faith of the patriarchs, enlighten us. Precious blood, hope of the prophets, strengthen us. Precious blood, charity of the apostles, animate us. Precious blood, strength of martyrs, sustain us. Precious blood, reward of confessors, quicken us. Precious blood, beauty of virgins, adorn us. Precious blood, delight of all the saints, inebriate us. Lord Jesus Christ, who for our salvation did his vouchsafe to shed thy precious blood with such liberality, grant that by its constant influence on our souls, we may experience its admirable power and efficacy, who live us and reign us without end. Amen. Other invocations of the precious blood. Precious blood of Jesus shed in the circumcision make me chaste of mind, heart, and body. Precious blood of Jesus oozing from every pore in the agony of Gethsemane. Grant me to love above all things the holy and adorable will of God. Precious blood flowing abundantly in the scourging at the pillar inspire me with a keen sorrow for my sins and a love of suffering. Precious blood falling in profusion from the crown of thorns grant me a love of humiliations. Precious blood fructifying the way to Calvary. Fill me with the courage necessary to walk unfalteringly in the footsteps of Jesus. Precious blood shed so profusely in the crucifixion, make me die entirely to self-love. Precious blood shed to the very last drop by the opening of the sacred heart, grant me that generous love that sacrifices all for God. Precious blood, sacred source, whence flow all virtues and all graces, apply thy infinite merits to my soul. Precious blood, whose virtue animates and vivifies our actions, apply thy infinite merits to all our works. Life-giving fountain, in which the soul fully slakes its thirst, inebriate my soul with thy pure love. Precious blood, which can stay the effects of divine justice upon sinners, convert them all, but especially those who are dear to me. O divine blood of Jesus, I adore thee from the depths of my heart. Thee I ardently invoke, for thou art my salvation. And through thee, I hope to obtain the joys of paradise. Eternal Father, be merciful 
through the blood of thine only Son, we conjure thee, show us thy mercy. Most precious blood of Jesus, cry to thy divine Father for mercy upon us and deliver us. Eternal Father, I offer thee the precious blood of Jesus in satisfaction for my sins and for the wants of Holy Church. Friends, don't be afraid to be public about your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I was watching some of a golf match today. I think I recently said, get rid of your television. Perhaps I should uh, practice what I preach, right? I do enjoy um, the occasional sports program, no, no doubt about that. But there's also a lot of garbage on television. And even, you know, I was watching, um, <laughs> I was watching a golf tournament recently and they, like it was CBS and they did the whole LGBTQ, LMNOP, XYZ nonsense Pride Month because it was June. Um, yeah, I should I should seriously consider uh, practicing what I preach right and and stop watching television entirely. But I was edified. I was inspired uh, by a gentleman named Bernhard Langer who set the record today as I'm recording this um, for most wins on the senior PGA Tour. He won the senior U.S. Open, 46 wins at the age of uh, 65. And the announcer was talking during the course of the day about the obstacles he's overcome during his life. I guess he was very sick as a child and um, various things he's had to deal with. But he, he quoted scripture and he talked about, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me uh, when he was being interviewed after his win. Things like that stick with people. Being public about your faith. Don't be afraid to do that. And it's not, obviously we have to have, ask the Lord for, to have a, a, a pure intention and, and to be humble of heart. But people can be going through a difficult time in your life, and especially a situation like that. Obviously a lot of people are watching a, a television program, a golf match on a, a Sunday afternoon. Maybe they're going through a difficult time in their life, a time of anxiety, a time of depression. When they hear someone who's just achieved something great, achieved a sports feat, and they give glory to God, they quote scripture, that gets people thinking. And what does this person have in their life? This person has a relationship with the Lord. There's something attractive about that. And, you know, like it or not, Charles Barkley, the uh, retired MBA all-star, former NBA MVP, and he's uh, an analyst now for the NBA. He had that commercial 30 years ago or so uh, for Nike saying, I'm not a role model. Parents should be role models. Well, yes, obviously parents are uh, a child's first role models, but whether they like it or not, these athletes and movie stars and musicians and singers they are role models, whether they want to believe that or not. And the conduct that they carry out is seen by people, seen by many young people and emulated. Someone's always watching you, okay? Watching your behavior for good or for bad. And obviously children will emulate the behavior of their parents. If you treat other people with respect and kindness, Chances are your your children are going to treat other people with respect and, and kindness. 
if you behave toward other people in an arrogant, ignorant manner, your kids are probably going to be arrogant and ignorant. As uh, a famous teacher once said, you, you plant corn, you get corn. So don't be afraid to be public. And most of us, uh, me included, I'm a horrible golfer, enjoy the game, but I'm, I'm terrible at it. But how about when we're out at dinner with our family? Do we say grace before meals? People see that. There are a lot of bad examples in our culture of bad behavior, you know, taken to the extreme, rioting like we saw in the United States back in 2020 and like we're seeing in France. And I see it's in other countries in, in Europe as well. Well, what if there were, you know, groups of people, thousands of people praying the rosary? Well, there were in France recently, the Chart pilgrimage. That doesn't get much coverage from the news, though, does it? You know, these riots going on all throughout the country, but the thousands and thousands of people, many of them teenagers who are walking many miles to glorify our Lord and praying the rosary, they didn't get much attention, did they? But I'm, I, I know that in the towns and the villages they went through, people saw that, made them think, when they see people joyously singing songs and praying the rosary in honor of Our Lady, that's attractive. Joy is attractive. Just think about it in your own life. Who are the people you most like to be around? People who are sullen? People who complain all the time? Of course not. It's the people who have a sense of peace about them. People who are joyful. People who have a good sense of humor, not, you know, body, not vulgar, but uh, a good sense of humor, good conversationalist. There's something attractive about that. And many times you find out that person loves Jesus. That person is a friend of Jesus. That's how we spread the gospel. By the way, we interact with each other, our kindness toward other people. And when people see that in us, and you don't have to be, uh, you know, the life of the party and half, half the population roughly is extroverted, half the population is introverted. I'm an introvert. But if people see that you love the Lord, that you're kind, that they're, you're friendly, that's attractive. And they'll ask you questions or they'll, they'll want to know, why is that person uh, a happy individual? What do they have that I, I don't? Because you've encountered, I'm sure, people in this life who seem to have quite a bit uh, in a material fashion, but they're, they're miserable. They turn to drugs or alcohol or, or whatever else. It's because, friends, whether you're rich or you're poor, the saying of St. Augustine is accurate. Our hearts are restless, O Lord, until they rest in thee. You could be poor but still be covetous, right? Uh, it, just because you're uh, materially poor, it doesn't mean that you're necessarily a good person. In the Bible, it's not riches as such that is condemned, but it's the, the lusting after riches the pursuit of wealth to the exclusion of living a good life. 
But when you do have quite a bit uh, in terms of material wealth, that can be a burden in its own way. People say, well, that's a problem I'd like to have. I was just reading a story recently about a woman who had sued several years ago in New Hampshire after she won the lottery. I don't know, several hundred millions of dollars or whatever it was. She wanted to remain anonymous. And her lawyer had cited the fact that previous lottery winners, uh, not only do they have friends and family, you know, with the handout asking for money, but complete strangers calling them on the phone, people having to change their phone numbers, people asking them in public for, for, excuse me, for money, because in most states, it's the law that you have to come forward publicly at some point, 60 days, 90 days or whatever, and say, say who you are to reveal and um, reveal your identity in order to receive your earnings or your winnings, I should say, didn't earn anything. You you bought a lottery ticket and you won a lot of money. This woman sued for the right to stay anonymous because, you know, you don't have to worry about paying your bills anymore, but, you know, you might have to worry about your family being kidnapped or something like that and held for ransom. People constantly bothering you for money and whatnot. So it's the pursuit of riches that ends up being the problem, not the riches in and of themselves. So, I mean... You can be poor and uh, materially driven. You can be rich and be materially driven. It's all about your interior disposition. So let's ask the Lord for our heart, for him, to be geared towards him. And may his precious blood wash over us. And we receive his precious blood along with his body, his soul, and his, his divinity at every sacrifice of the Holy Mass. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. Goodbye, and God love you.